Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, where we explore self-kindness. What is self-kindness? It's not just fluff, it's substance. It's not just a nicety, it's a life-altering practice. We explore how getting a foundation of self-kindness right inside allows you to live as your very best version of you in the world. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach. How's it going, my friends? You know, I think today is a good day because I'm actually living some of the coaching that I've put out there in the world so often. And it's also a good day because this episode is going to highlight and share a conversation I had with an incredible life coach, Serena Hicks. I hope that you are as jazzed up and excited at the end of this one and really touched um, as I was. I I called at the end of the conversation. I said, you know what, Serena, this feels like I got a beautiful, like, you know, huge pep talk, like, and I'm just getting put in the game. But I also got this incredible bear hug at the same time. So I hope that's what you walk away with. in this conversation that I have today with Serena. But before we get into that, self-kindness is noticing. Check in, my friends. How are you doing? Are you breathing? You know, are you just right now in this moment with all without all of the, the mental chatter going on, I just invite you to notice Are you supported by maybe the ground underneath you or the chair? And I'm just going to be a mirror and say that regardless of where you find yourself in this moment, my friend, it is safe to to be okay with feeling worthy of some self-kindness. Sometimes I chat with people and, and... they're in some dark places. And, you know, I can't know what you're going through, but I've been in some of those dark places as well. And my guest today shares some of that wisdom as well. That's why I feel compelled and, you know, in the place of just being that reminder. So a big virtual hug to anyone who needs it. Thank you. Thanks for the hug back. Um, gratitude that we now are are getting more hugs again. I remember when I first started the podcast, I started talking about how amazing some of those hugs are going to be. So I hope you are really leaning into those vaccinated hugs with friends and even strangers. Hold up your card. I'm vaccinated. Go in for the hug. Uh So, my guest today, Serena Hicks, is a life coach who says it's her job to help folks get paid for doing work they love. Today, she shares a full range of human emotions that it takes to fumble forward, fumbling forward, to live a wildly authentic and beautiful existence. 
you know, she has walked the walk from success in high-profile jobs at places like MTV News and receiving an Emmy to declaring bankruptcy and living a just-enough mindset to now sharing her amazing mastermind coaching program, Big Happy Money. So sit back, enjoy the conversation, and listen in as Serena helps us to understand the more we love ourselves and take care of ourselves, the deeper we get to love, care, and serve others. Here's my interview with Serena Hicks. So, Serena Hicks, welcome to Self-Kindness with Pete. Um, so thrilled you're here. So thrilled you're the kind of human being that would say yes to a stranger on, you know, sharing some of your heart and some of your wisdom around self-kindness. So I'm just curious. I usually just start by saying, you know, what is your working definition of self-kindness right now? And you know, why why a yes to having a kindness conversation today with me? Okay, so first of all, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me and thank you for the work that you're putting out in the world. Um, I think my definition of self-kindness is really tied into worthiness. And um, by worthiness, I think so many of us, um, for any number of reasons, but sort of generally treat everyone else better than we treat ourselves. So I think self-kindness is an inherent worthiness, like a reclamation, because like we're all pretty, you know, usually great at loving babies and puppies and kittens. And it's like, we just see their inherent worthiness and we are kind, like, and maybe this is just me, but like when puppies walk by me on the street, you know, I ask permission. And if I, if the owner says I'm allowed to greet them, I'm like, hello, I love you. <laughs> I think in a way, it's so funny that I'm telling you know, animals that I've only just met that I love them, but I mean it. And then that's where I love what you're doing. And it's part of why I said yes to your inquiry was, I think that self-kindness is something that many of us have lost our way with. And so often people talk about self-kindness and self-care, but they're actually like trying to distract themselves, which is different than kindness and self-care. Um, and then since I talk about big, happy money, which is ultimately fancy words to talk about a true abundance mindset. Like you cannot create big, happy money if you are not kind to yourself mm -hmm. and accepting of self when so-called mistakes are made, which at least for me is every day. So that's <laughs> like, that's where I'm like, oh God, a self-kindless revolution would change the whole world. And it's totally in alignment with what I talk about because it's ultimately mm. about accepting ourself and, and loving as a verb, mm. not requiring perfectionism or quote earning love right right oh i like yeah loving as a verb mm -hmm. yeah, love that yeah oh my goodness all of what you're saying is is yeah i i love that and you know the thing i felt like that jumped out in your story you already just touched upon with you know the the work that you bring into the world with the big happy money so yeah i do want to explore that because Yes, self-kindness and worthiness. And I love that you talked about worthiness already because a lot of times I, I can talk about self-kindness with people and they're like, yeah, Pete, I love, you know, I love having a nice warm tub at night and all that like sometimes I'll splurge on the extra special like dark chocolate. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> and that's that's like the tip of the iceberg, you yes. know, really. 
self-kindness is, is a practice of worthiness that you're worthy. Like you said, I don't know if I totally believe it, but that you said you something like you make a mistake every once in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just, you know, as human beings, right. Yeah. Like how do we talk to ourselves when we do that? Like that's that's, the game changer. How do we talk to ourselves? Just Mm -hmm. what you said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's what stands between I'm pretty sure everyone I'm open to being wrong. It happens a lot, but like pretty sure that's what stands between everyone and, and charging fair rates and understanding that there is so much money out there not to go grab it. Like money won't make you happiness. Money is not quote self-kindness. It is, it is just another way that we can love as a verb mm. on ourselves and other people in the world. But it's like, just what you said, how we talk to ourselves. Cause usually there's so much shame and it's like when we unroll or unfold the shame, it's the idea that, oops, we've made a mistake and now we are unworthy of love and belonging. Mm-hmm. And so when we decide, because it happens in that order, that we are inherently worthy of love and belonging. Mm-hmm. And we know this because we're alive at this time on this planet, end of list. So we are inherently worthy and we choose to forgive ourselves for our um, true mistakes. Because some mistakes are fun and I, you know, they're fun and casual. And then I think each of us has you know, usually I think a small collection of what we consider to be our shameful mistakes, things that we really, you know, really did wrong. And um, when we are willing to free ourselves from the shame, not, not of wrongdoing, not of owning that, I actually think that the sober community is such a powerful, helpful role model. And that, you know, mm-hmm. when someone chooses to be sober, oftentimes that involves honoring where true mistakes and harms were done or made, but there's also forgiveness as a part of that process, because if they're going to shame themselves for exactly ever, there can be no healing. Mm -hmm. And that's true for each of us in every area of our life. So like for me, this, this self-kindness, I think revolution had a lot to do with, um, I had filed a bankruptcy in 2008 and I was basically drowning in the shame of it because I decided I was a part of the problem because especially for younger listeners, you know, our economy in America sort of imploded based on some Ponzi schemes and bad choices that, you know, some people had made, blah, blah, blah. But I felt, you know, I was like, I was a part of the problem. And just that point of view alone had me like drowning in shame for, you know, about eight calendar years, which I don't recommend. (laughs) It's a long period of time that I was mostly drowning in shame and like had a job and was a contributing member of society. But when I came to the point where I recognized like, man, I just made some bad choices. And like, I am still worthy of love, which I actually want to speak to that. I literally gained like 20 pounds shortly after filing the bankruptcy. And in hindsight, it was such a, like, I remember thinking, what if I find my person? What will I tell them? We can't get married because I have a bankruptcy on my credit and, you know, my credit will tank their credit. So like, even if I meet like the man of my dreams tomorrow, we can't get married because my bankruptcy ruins my credit and I can't ruin his. I genuinely thought a bankruptcy made me unlovable. Mm. And like that breaks my current heart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, it's maybe not the most celebrated point of pride on the planet, but let's not be ridiculous. I made it mean yeah. I was unlovable. And then I conducted myself from that space for years. Yeah. Yeah. And had I known self-kindness much, much sooner and in a more profound right, like way, I could have just cried the tears that were necessary at that time, grieved, and lived a much richer and fuller life. And I'm not talking about money. So much sooner. Yeah, yeah. And well, uh, and I love your willingness to to share that. Um, you know, because what I hear in that is that 
that the depth of your, I don't know, I'm going to say belief, but, but um, grasp on that worthiness, you know, was and is a relation to the correlation of how far, you know, you kind of sounded like you had to go to go away from Mm -hmm. living that. And, you know, I, I don't know, if this is your area of expertise, but it, it does come to to mind to just, you know, bring it up that that just seems to be the way of it at times, you know, that that those pe- people, those of us who, you know, feel like have to really take that that dive, like you said, in that, you know, the sober community being a, a good role model, that, that ends up being a necessity. And so I don't know if there, if there is a question in there, but I just wanted to, to say feels, that, you know, you doing that and going there, but then also you being courageous enough to do your work then allows you to be a reflection of like, hey, I know it sucks. This like feels like crap. And I hear you on that. And I support you. And I want to be a mirror. I mean, that's that's how I see your work is like you're a mirror to, to what's really true and speaking in us. That's why, you know, I think when I heard you speaking, I was like, yes, I get her. I know where she's coming from and, and that authenticity, right. Um, It's like a spiritual housekeeping, just what you were saying. It's like when we hit those like really ouchy moments, I think that the opportunity is like, first we get to like, you know, grieve and have our feelings. And then when we are actually practicing self-kindness, which I also just love the word practicing lately. I'm like, it's like yoga. You never finish. There's no yeah, like, yeah. I've hit hundred percent. I've completed, like <laughs> I've unlocked self-kindness forever. Yeah. It's like, you know, every day, a new opportunity, but like, yeah, it's like a spiritual house cleaning in, in, as in like a reclamation as in like, Oh, here are, here are things that you know, shook me as the kids may say. And it's like, we get to decide to live ourselves through it, in it, not yeah. on the other side of it, not after yeah. we've quote fixed it, but like in the actual process. Totally. I love that through it. So, mm-hmm. well, that, so that's a great, like kind of like a how-to for you, something like self-kindness or however you maybe term it in your mind. What is some of your how-to you know, at that low point, mm-hmm. that how-to looks like something. But mm-hmm. then as you practice it, it looks mm-hmm. like, you know, just like in yoga, the first yoga class you show up to, your downward dog looks more like you're just kind of different. bending forward, right? <laughs> yes. It's going to look different in six yeah, months yeah. of practicing and different <laughs> in six years of practicing. Well said. Exactly. Yeah. I call it fumbling forward. It's a concept that I want to thank all the toddlers on the planet for modeling so beautifully. <laughs> So like, you know, when a toddler is either having a fit or just, you know, they're in their feels and they're like, they're fumbling forward. They're like ugly crying while they walk and they either bring you the thing or they're showing you the ouchie and like they're fumbling forward. Like it's not elegant. It's not clean. It's not well-organized. It's just real. And that is what I think self-kindness, like during challenge, during challenges. So like right now I'm launching my first group. I am like, miserable. I'm five minutes away from like, I would sell my soul to be on the other side of this. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is all very uncomfortable and I hate it. And it's like, no, no. And I really wouldn't, but like, 
it's, it's like, I'm in it right now is my point. Like in this exact season in life, I'm in the great discomfort of the great unknown and expanding mm. into the next iteration of myself. And the only reason I'm not turning back is I'm pretty okay at math. And I'm like, okay, I'm halfway to, I'm halfway to who my next iteration is. So I can either fumble forward or I can turn around yeah. and be exactly where I was, which is not on plan and is the opposite of growth. So fumbling forward is like practicing doing the best you can. And I swear to God, I was 40 till I figured out what the best you can means, which does not mean shiny, glowy, impressive mm-hmm. every hour of every day. Sometimes the best you can is like 10% of your actual best. Yeah. But it's the yeah. best I got right now. So I think that yeah. is for me, that's the practicing or the fumbling forward with the self-kindness is. As I mentioned to you, I was getting an email out right before here. And like, I think my brain told me this is, this is your worst ever, like 15 different times before I hit send. But I'm also like, well, then let's get it out the door. (laughs) The next one is inevitably going to be better. better. Right. And there's, I think for me, like that's actual kindness is like, I I no longer demand perfection out of myself, Mm. even Mm. when I'm uncomfortable because uncertainty and new things and fear of failure, and even when all of that storm is raging. Even in all of that, I'm like, well, I learned by doing, so let me do this. I don't have to love it. I don't even have to be thrilled. I just get to fumble forward because at some point I'll be walking slash elegantly and, and yeah. it'll, it'll, it won't feel like that Todd, that fumble toddler crying energy. It'll, it will, it will be satisfied and I'll be in a, you know, more comfortable state. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Um, essentially, what what I hear you offering is is again permission, right? That uh, you know, exactly. I'm like, yes. If we all just give ourselves permission to be imperfect, we are yeah. going to be a better people. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, you know, I, I talk to clients, and and I am like, I hear you, my friend. Like, I was just, you know, so, you know livid with my dog because he's sitting in the middle of the road and he won't come and there's a car coming and I'm you go and 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 then I have the thought like but Pete you're the self-kindness coach <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah so yeah you know in spending time on the weekend myself of like oh how do I get back to my own kindness mm-hmm. spot after I've spent a week mm-hmm. podcasting about it you know posting mm-hmm. about it coaching about it mm-hmm. so yeah that permission and I love the, you said, you know, about 40 or something. And I feel like, yeah, uh, in the, in the last couple of years of my uh, first half of the forties, I was like, I think I was just learning how to actually feel emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've always thought like of myself as like, Hey, I'm a pretty like heart led guy in the world, but still just trying to figure out oh, how do I actually feel this feeling of rejection? Oh, okay. Number one, me too. Number two, I want to <laughs> say when you just said rejection, it was like a punch in the gut. Okay, I was in, uh, Simone Soul is a coach that I think we're both a big fan of. And mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. in her group and she asked one question that I want to share with your listeners and you. And it literally like punched me in the gut and reverberated for like three days and altered the entire course of my life. She wasn't even coaching me. She was coaching someone else. And she said, you know, do you, do you think that you reject people so that they don't have a chance to reject you? And like time stopped 
I took inventory, I was like thinking of friends. I was thinking of romantic interests and I was thinking of business and how often I used to would have past tense y'all used to would have been like, Oh, well, they won't want to pay my fee or they don't, they won't understand me or they won't like that. I misspell things all the time. Like I would come up with all these different reasons that ultimately I was rejecting a potential client really from a place of fear, because if I reject them, then my brain is being quote protected from quote being possibly rejected. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, that just changed my whole life. I'm much more open to rejection now that I am actually practicing imperfectly, but self-kindness because it's, it's so much less personal. It's just like, okay. Yeah. And isn't that while maybe you can share your experience, but when you actually sit with rejection, Mm -hmm. the first thing that I notice is my mind is just, it's just gone. It's all over the place. It's on like full speed, you know, firing 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 but when i get close to the physical like it feels like tightness in my shoulders and my neck it feels like tightness in my heart it feels hard to breathe Mm -hmm. but if i just sit with that it's like you know tightness in my shoulders like Mm -hmm. i've felt that before Mm -hmm. and i've been okay like Mm -hmm. tightness in my heart yeah you know i've had that tightness and Sometimes I actually get that feeling when I'm watching a movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, check. I've done that one before. And Mm -hmm. it's like the thing in my stomach. Yeah. Oh my God. It feels really crazy. But like, sometimes I've had, you know, when I was a a musician, I'd have that right before I stepped on the stage. Mm -hmm. So I've done that. So it's like, check, 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 check. Rejection. Like, so I, I see you saying yes, but. I'm just like, isn't that such a weird thing that we do that? Yeah. It's a context thing. And that's, yeah. that's a part of where, like, like you said, before you'd step on stage, you'd feel it. But in that context, you're like, yeah, man, cool. It's go time. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where, at least for me, recognizing that my fear of rejection was like driving the bus, you know, for years, yeah. decades, y'all decades. So once I started really being like, if I, Again, if I practice self-kindness, if I choose to love and support and believe in my inherent worthiness, no matter what, that doesn't mean I start running around acting like, you know, a grade A asshole. It's the opposite. It means that I'm available for rejection because I don't actually think it will annihilate me anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and not that I'm desperately seeking rejection, but like it, it just changes the game. And I think that has had so much to do with my business booming in the last few months is because I started like showing up to serve so much more authentically and readily because rejection is no longer like, what did I do wrong? I am unwanted. I am unworthy. It's more of a like, okay, so then this isn't necessarily right for them right now. Like I actually trust people what mm. more, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is a you know new game changer that I highly recommend to people. And I trust that I am an instrument for increase. And so if someone hires me or wants to connect with me, then that's their choice of how they are using me as an instrument for increase. But mm. if they only came to a consult or if they're only ever going to read my Instagram posts, I am still an instrument for increase. It's like I get to work for and with the divine and they get whatever they need. It's like mm. my brain is reframed. It's not, I am being rejected so much as like, oh, I did my part. I did my job. And it may just be a small part in their story. We may never meet, but I get to just trust and decide that like I did my part. And I think like 
I have endless love and admiration for musicians. I'm like, I think that's the musician point of view. When you write a song, you can't know how and how many people it will touch. Yeah. yeah. You can only decide to believe it'll be, it'll be the right thing for someone somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that just feels like that's so connected with just like the whole creative mm -hmm. aspect of the universe. Right. It's mm -hmm. like our job is to continue to be open and willing to step open. into that creation. Yes. The open, that is the energy that I'm like, they didn't teach us this in schools. They didn't, <laughs> they taught us competition and collaboration yeah. disguised as competition. I mean, competition that was, I mean, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it so I'm going to preface this next question with, with something that comes up a lot with self kindness is, you know, sometimes it becomes, it's a, it's a struggle for people because they equate self-kindness with selfish mm, mm, and mm -hmm. you know in my experience like I understand the difference between the two so I do talk a lot about that that like mm -hmm. selfish it does have a, a connotation but the self-kindness mm -hmm. is coming in from that spot where we inherently understand me being kind to myself mm -hmm. is a kindness to other people mm -hmm. um, so with that said, I have a self, it feels like a selfish question. Yes. You know, I did the, the, the musician thing, my wife and I, and mm -hmm. you know, we, we made a living. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like the story that I hear you tell, there were so many of these other perks that you had in your mm -hmm. job. And I'll let you explain a little of that, that helped to offset the fact that many times we couldn't meet you know, our monthly bills. And right. many times we were like, well, what are we doing? And now we have kids and like, there's no <laughs> retirement, you know, and all of that stuff was coming up. So yes, I definitely understand the shame game around career and money and what is going. Um, moving from that space uh, of, 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 of seeing that and witnessing that and then, you know, beginning to start those steps of like, okay, here we go, you know, starting to step into that authenticity, the, like the deliciousness of life mm -hmm. and kind of starting, you know, managing the mindset, doing this thought work to move into this place, this offering now of the big, you know, <laughs> happy money, big happy that, money that big. you're, you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, cause someone, someone could look at you and just say like, wow, you went from this to this, like, Wow, and then neat, and they want to know the like d d d ins and outs. Yeah. So it was all in my head. So our society generally has decided that quote with the negative connotation version of selfish is actually what happens when we are not effectively selfish. Like mm. the negative version is what happens when we give what we don't have to give. Right. Too much time, too much energy, too much money that we don't actually have. So then we are actually depleted. And then we act in the negative version of selfish. Mm. And then mm -hmm. when we get to the selfish from that like creative energy space where we have healthy boundaries and healthy, like I talk about expanding instead of shrinking. It's like when we have these healthy boundaries and like the world rises to meet us, which is exactly tied to the most delicious life and big happy money. Like it's literally the idea. So 
if anyone, if you're listening and you're like, what is this story he speaks of? So my career began at MTV News working on election coverage 8 million years ago in the 2000 Choose or Lose campaign. It was the most fun. I spent ultimately 10 years in New York City, mostly working at MTV and the MTV networks with some of my very favorite people on the planet and for sure the best bosses. And so when I moved home to Texas, it makes sense that I could never be employed for long because I was foiled. But the problem with coming up at MTV is you are offered in, in that capacity in the television production side and in the event side that I transitioned into, you are given a, basically a day rate and it's a take it or leave it kind of party because working there really was a great privilege and fun, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The point is I did not learn to negotiate or be selfish in a healthy way. So then when I freelanced at other places, even when I moved back home to Austin, Texas, I was just like, I don't know. I just had a very take what they give you attitude. And I come from parents who my, my dad is a retired truck driver. My mother worked in medicine, still does y'all. She's, I'm going to teach her big, happy money as a concept any day now. She's not ready yet. But like in both of those worlds, you do what you're told and you just get promotions all the time. There is no negotiation. There is no, you know, audacity. So like when I started even as a coach before that, as a consultant, my mother's like, now you'll have to do your first jobs for free so that you can earn a good reputation. And it's like, that is anathema to the big happy money way of where you decide related to that inherent worthiness and a healthy sense of selfishness. Mm. Okay. What is going to allow me to show up and deliver for the client from a place of sort of whole and complete energy, because there is literally a client at every price point. Mm. And there's Mm. a critic at every price point. So you just find what's right for you and go there. Like you can never be cheap enough to satisfy everyone. You can never be expensive enough to satisfy everyone. So the only question is like, all right, what's right for me right now? And like one of the analogies that I often give people. So when I started as a coach, granted, I was working with a one-on-one and, you know, I, I had, I had received some powerful coaching. So it was fairly easy for my brain to transition, but I was 5k for six months when I started. And I've, I've come across a lot of coaches. I have a client right now. She's phenomenal. She's a happily married mom of two. Uh, I think she's, you know, just on the other side of 45. She's a certified coach. And when we first met, she was talking about like 2000 for six months. I'm like, what is this noise? What is this nonsense? And she's like, well, I haven't been coaching for long. And I'm like, you've raised humans. You've been in corporate America for decades. (laughs) You have certifications. This all matters. This all counts. Mm -hmm. This all informs your coaching. So like, sure, if you're 18 and you just got your like one day certification, keep your prices low, boo. Good, good job. But if you are like grown as hell and have all of this life experience that you also bring to the table, we are right back at self-kindness. Yeah. Like lady, you're being delusional, like come to the self-kindness space. So she charged 5k and didn't take long to have her first client who was like, yeah, you're a steal at 5k. Right. And it was fun for her brain because her brain was like, but I'm not a business coach. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, Oh, the switch that happened in my head that allowed me to go from bankruptcy and mostly a broke mindset where I always had just enough, just enough. Occasionally got the email from the apartment complex that they were going to do eviction paperwork, but don't worry, friends, never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Figured out how to bounce a check in exactly the right timing. I brag. (laughs) So like literally just enough. But then it was suddenly like I have been settling for crumbs and I am now asking the world to give me a slice of cake simply because I'm saying so simply because I will do the best I can with it. And we're back to, it doesn't mean I'll be perfect. doesn't mean everything's perfect, but like, I will 
you know, I, I choose to expand into the kind of person who actually, I think really just shifted my focus to like, what can I contribute? What might help someone somewhere? So it's like, I almost zoomed in on like, listen, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Everyone's not going to dig me. It's cool. <laughs> like I just need to connect with a handful of yep. them. Yeah. And how could I help them? Because like the perfectionism that shuts us down is when we're, you know, really wanting to contribute at, you know, a perfect level. And that, that perfectionism is why books never get finished. Screenplays never get finished. Albums never get finished. Businesses mm-hmm. never actually launch. And when we give ourselves permission to just be like, what could, could help someone somewhere. And we yeah. focus on that. Then it's like, in a way we're being selfish, but we're being selfish in a way that ultimately feeds the whole world and us literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. Preach, right? Preach. We've got to be here. All right, everybody, be selfish in order to be selfless. Please let that be the takeaway. Because the more we love and take care of ourselves, inevitably the more we get to love and take care of others on a on a deeper Mm -hmm. um, on a deeper level. And also like yeah. Yeah. It's such a crazy like flipping turnaround and i love like everything that you just said but like isn't that so wild it's like we think we're doing it for the other people yeah and then but that ends up not being a service to us so then we bring this depleted resentful version of us to the world yep when the whole time we were trying to do it to be the big open-hearted person in the world oh my god i talk about this exactly what you're saying. It's this great paradox. So I talk all the time about like, we don't lower our prices to accommodate a client for the exact same reason. We don't lower our standards when we're looking for a life partner. Mm. Yeah. Like everyone gets to pick their own standards and everyone gets to pick their prices. Notice I didn't name a price, but when people are like, oh, but this person can't afford it. So I decided I would do it for, you know, 50% off. And I'm like, you don't see them as capable. You don't see them valuing or prioritizing this. Mm. for any listener, you know, I for sure could not afford when I hired my first coach, which is probably why I had spectacular results. I decided at that moment, I decided that that was the most nourishing and powerful thing I could do for myself. We're back to self-kindness. Yeah, That is what it was. I remember thinking if my family finds out I did this, because there's a chance I'll be homeless in a month. Cause I didn't know how I was going to pay rent next. I'm like, I'll have to lie. I can't be like, well, here's where the very last pennies on the planet went a coach. Yeah. But from a true place of healthy selfishness and self-kindness, I was 100% prepared mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. Never, yeah. never happened, by the way. Things took off very quickly. But like from an actual place of worthiness and self-kindness, I, I for the one of the first real pivotal times in my life, yeah, decided that investing in myself, even mm-hmm. though... I was, you know, nervous and scared and truly afraid of judgment from my family because I do not come from people who invest in coaching. Yeah. <laughs> was the it was like, no, this is a thing. And then to our point, I'm like, holy crap, I make big happy money. Everybody gets a Peloton this year for Christmas. Like this is so much fun. Everybody's getting yeah. repaid for loans that were made years ago. This oh is so gosh. much fun. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, you know, what I love, people can't see your face right now, but it's just like, it's just glowing, you're lit up. I mean, people could probably hear it in your, you know, in your voice. And yeah, but there's still going to be that part of your brain. I mean, if you're in the coaching coaching world or connected somehow to the Brooke Castillo, like 50-50 
Um, at 50-50 is going to show up. Yeah, it yeah. does. So someone that that you want to speak to, maybe mm. it's the you that is, is, you know, just did the bankruptcy and they're like, it's, it's just so challenging to see anything that's going to come of this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, it's just the you that right before you decide to, you know, put it all down on coaching. Yeah. Like what kindness or advice would you want to speak to that person? How would you want to hold them and, you know, be with them in that space? Well, first I would give them a huge hug and I would tell them, I can't imagine what you are going through, but I can tell you, I have been in some really dark places and some really terrifying times. And um, what I have learned is that as soon as I decided that life was happening for me and not to me, my world got a little brighter, not joyful, bright, instantly, not in the darkness. It was just a little candle in the darkness. And, um, and that was, I think that again and again, that's been the beginning of everything. I will even say, you know, when I filed bankruptcy, what was fascinating to me in hindsight is I genuinely think it was like 40 K I like should find the paperwork somewhere, except I have no idea where it is, but I think it was 40 K. And I'm like, I now make 100K in a month. I'm in the middle of what I think is going to be a 300K launch. Like that's insanity. Like it's just bizarre that like, I remember filing a bankruptcy because the idea of paying off 40K in consumer debt was so ludicrous to my brain. It could not fathom Mm -hmm. that I would be able to get it done in even 20 years Mm -hmm. that it was like, let me take this huge financial penalty. And now I'm like, I've made that much in a day. And that's just... Bananas, anything is possible. Anything can happen. And I will go Mary Poppins hard for any listener. Anything can happen if you'll let it. And the Mm. hardest part is letting it happen. Like we have to do something to open, to allow. And that is usually 98% of the effort. Mm. To your point, my very first coaching, big coaching experience was I went to like a Tony Robbins weekend. I didn't have the money. Y'all catching the theme until the theme changed. But like, I literally didn't have the money. Once again, I specifically remember like checking into the hotel and I like had a roommate because remember I didn't have the money and um, holding my breath and hitting refresh on my bank because I didn't have, like I was overdrawn on my account. And when I met my roommate, I was supposed to hand her a check because the the thing, the, the hotel room was like, whatever, it was 200 bucks. And like literally at, you know, midnight, I hit refresh because I'd arrived late and it was suddenly like, you, whatever, I'd gotten paid. So I was like relieved upon arrival that I could hand my roommate the check for the room I was about to sleep in. And so especially for anyone who, who feels like uh, there hasn't been enough money or there's not enough time, I want to offer to them that their self-kindness and their choosing to invest in their self is one of the most pivotal things they can do because especially choosing when we choose to invest in ourselves, it is literally, again, honoring our worthiness. It is us saying perhaps mistakes have been made, perhaps not hard to know until we're really in hindsight, but I choose to love myself and honor myself and believe in myself literally no matter what, even if people around me don't see it yet. It's, it's that choice. And I genuinely believe every quote financial mistake and all of the times I felt unworthy. Um, like I genuinely believe on 
before I jumped onto the planet, when I was heaven side, I was like, yeah, I want to show everyone what's possible. Give me all the challenges. Mm. <laughs> like, in hindsight, I think, oh, of course, of course, I grew up half black and half white before it was cool in Texas. Of course, I have my specific parents. Of course, all these different things that now I'm like, oh, my God, this is all I want to do. I want to I want to show everyone else what's possible for them, because especially if people are like if you if you're not seeing me or you don't if you're not on my email list you don't understand I misspell every seventh word like there's so much imperfection in me which is one of my favorite compliments of client once actually today a new client was like I just know if you can make big happy money I can too and I was like this is my mission that's what I want she's she yes, doesn't see yes, me as a unicorn yes. she's like oh no 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 <laughs> it's oh definitely God. available for me if you figured it out and I'm like yes if I can do it you can too. If you hear my voice, mm. if you hear Pete's voice, mm. anything can happen if you will let it. And your grief and your tears and your doubts are only proof of your progress and part of the process. Mm. When the doubt and the grief and the tears come, don't think anything's gone wrong. It means you are fumbling forward very effectively. Wow. Keep going. Mm. I feel like I've been given this incredible pep talk get off the bench and a huge hug at the same time yes <laughs> i want to say thank it's you for like, saying that <laughs> i want to go in the game and but i also feel totally yes. love going in yes so. yes oh, it's gonna be goodness. great you so, get a bloody nose but it's gonna be fun let's go right. let's go yes. oh my goodness well i want to sit in this bask in your energy all day but i know you're wanting to continue to serve so how can people get more of you? Where can they find you out there in the world? How can they sign up? How can they say yes? How can yes. they come to your event? Come through. Which is coming up soon. It is. Okay. Everybody should come, come through effective <laughs> immediately. The place to find me, um, serenahicks.com. So serenahicks.com. If you're like, how do you spell Serena? Just like the word serene, but with an A. So S-E-R-E-N-A-H-I-C-K-S. That is the joke, y'all. Pete just smiled. My parents named me Serena because it's a family name and they were like, you were a serene newborn and it's never been the same. <laughs> well, I was serene for the first 10 minutes and then this, um, serenahicks.com. You can sign up for my email list there. Also on Facebook, Serena Hicks AF. I don't even use my business page. I will someday, I promise, but I'm just come to my personal page. Um, and then I have a freebie group for the month of May only the big, happy money making magic. Please come through. And then if you're interested in the mastermind, which I really hope you are, Pete, come to the mastermind. It's going to be the most fun. It is going to be in Austin, <laughs> Texas, my hometown. Will there be live music? There will be. Will we like sit at normal chairs and normal tables? We will not. That is not how we roll in big, happy money. We will have lush velvet couches and stuff. It's a three-day live planning event to kick off the six-month mastermind. So I am requiring for any live attendees that you be vaccinated only because I'm a business owner and there's going to be so much hugging going on and it's Texas. Mm -hmm. If anyone needs to, or prefers to attend virtually the three day kicking kickoff event, like I will proactively be including virtual attendees. And then we will all meet on zoom once a week for the following 23 weeks at six months. And we will create not just big money and not just happy money, but big, happy money together. And Pete, we're new friends. So for your listeners and for you, I am notorious for insane December sales months. So for anyone listening, I'm like, you want to be in this group? Because my very first December, I went from a biggest month of 5K to a 25K. 
in December of 2019. And then in December of 2020, I went from my biggest previous month of 25K, the previous December, to 110K. That was 11 new clients last December. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, get in this group because December no. 2021 cometh. And I promise you, I think I'm contagious in my belief that I'm like, people, y'all, people love to buy stuff in December. People love to buy stuff in December. Yeah, right. Every month as well. But in December, I'm like, whatever you've done, five exit, because we can. So sereenahicks.com, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to listen back a few times to this. Thank you for being such a delight. Thank Thank you for sharing so vulnerably and courageously. And let's do this, folks. Let's do this. Big happy money for everyone. (laughs) I think that I am the luckiest person. I think that I get to talk to the coolest, most inspiring people. I mean, don't you wish that you could just hang around with Serena and get to be in that energy all the time? Well, guess what? You heard all those great uh, offers and opportunities that she has out there right now. Um, So I invite you to go check that out. I mean, she really is as delightful uh, a human being as she sounds on this podcast. It's the real deal. She's not putting on a show. So love you, Serena. I'm looking forward to hopefully our paths crossing a lot more. And my friend, self-kindness. You probably heard us say it a lot in this episode, and it was just instrumental and paramount in Serena's story. It's been instrumental and paramount in my story. And how is it going in your story? Like I said, a lot of times people, they're hearing self-kindness and they're thinking, it's a little too cringy. It's like, oh, this self-love stuff. And, you know, I think stories like the one we got to hear today are examples of, now, this isn't cringy, man. This is the hard deal stuff. Like, this is next level living. Self-kindness is next level, uh, you know, expansion as a human being. Can you allow something that can hold both the ups and downs of life? And that is self-kindness. That is love. That is the divine, you know, that is magic, whatever your word is for it. It's a practice. You know, your first downward dog is not going to be perfect. (laughs) Your first attempts at self-kindness, you know, they're going to feel a little clumsy, but we're here to support each other. So, so glad you are here. So glad you took the time. And, uh, you know, we're going to send you off. I have another fabulous interview coming up next week. I hope you tune in some more self-coaching clients. And if you want to get into self-coaching yourself, um, then you know how to do that. Follow the show notes. Um, And while you're down there, can you also like the show? Uh, That helps so much to throw a couple stars on there. Reach out, DM me, let's talk. It's so easy to be in touch with each other right now. Social media makes it so simple. The internet, so simple. Don't let it just be a passive thing where you're consuming. Let social media actually be something where you become 
proactive and interactive. Let's talk to each other. Let's connect. Let's not just hit a little button where a blue thumb pops up or a weird smiley face comes up. Like real people, real conversations, real self-talk. All right, my friends, I love you. We'll see you next week. Take care. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? No more talking about it. No more setting it on the back burner. No more like, hey, I'm going to read one more book and figure this out. It's like now. Today, self-kindness, it begins with you saying yes. You making the decision that you being kind, you learning the true authentic way to love yourself is going to rapidly change your life, is going to be of greatest service out there in the world. I would love to have a conversation with you. No obligations, nothing involved, just talking about you and your self-kindness practice, what that could mean in your life. So go to the show notes, click the links to set up a consultation, DM me, let's talk, let's do this. You are so worthy of your self-kindness. Thank you.